Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to episode 120 of the multi-award winning Women's Running Podcast. I am your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. We don't scream about it here because we recorded the day before the awards, but we are thrilled that we won Podcast of the Year at the PPA Independent Publisher Awards last Friday for the second year in a row. We are giddy with it and we'll chat about it to death in the next podcast. For now though, we're talking about being ill, not washing our duvets and how marvellous our podcast live was last week. New date for the next one coming soon. We talk about Reynards and running in the cold and dark and how it is extremely off-putting. We asked our lovely patrons on the live about how to motivate ourselves to run in the winter and they came up with some ace suggestions which we go through here. We start talking too about when we need to start our training for the Paris Half Marathon, which is slightly sooner than Holly thinks. Trigger warning here for eating disorders. We've had an email in that we'd like to discuss from a listener who is recovering from anorexia, so we chat about that, not from a medical perspective, as obviously we can't comment with any authority there, but we chat about injury, strength training and overtraining, touching a little bit on Red S, more of which in a future episode. This leads us on to chats about our own struggles with body neutrality and body positivity. And again, we're going to talk about that more in a future episode, possibly the next one if we can get our asses in gear. We end by confessing our favourite body parts. And this is where you will instantly, because I will, be googling the phrase thighbrow. I don't know. I don't know why I'm grumpy today. I I think it's so cold in our house and it's genuinely making me wake up and uh I'm like a bit ill whenever I wake up you know yesterday because we met up yesterday didn't we we went to a cafe and worked together for a bit which was lovely it was um and um I was a bit snotty when I got in the car Mm, yeah you were yeah and then it kind of got better as the day went on exactly the same thing keeps happening to me every morning at the moment where I wake up with a runny nose and then it goes as the day goes on and I'm really concerned it's because my bedroom is damp and cold yeah it might be yeah kicking it off 
cost of living real talk today. <laughs> yeah. Not very entertaining, but yeah, uh, and, and you're back in the horrendous. UD. Yeah, I'm back in the UD. The UD is a permanent fixture at the moment. I'm a bit concerned about how I'm gonna how I'm gonna wash it though. Yeah, does it? Will it fit in a washing machine? Because it's massive. I don't know. It's massive, isn't it? It might have to yeah. be a dry clean, which seems which is another <laughs> expense I can't afford. <laughs> I know. Do you know, I was thinking every single year. Well, no, it's not every single year, but I guess once every six months, when I change the duvet over, and because we've got a summer one and a winter one, I have that. Yeah, I have this fleeting moment where I go, oh, I should really wash the the actual duvet. Never have done. Never have done. Oh, good. Like, Phew. I was about to say, it's another thing that we should have been doing the whole time. I've never washed mine. I've never washed it. And I know people that will religiously, you know, in June, trot down to the dry cleaners to get their big duvet washed and then, you know, whatever. I've never done it with any of mine. And ever. No. Like, ever. I th- I, I'm pretty much sure that there is a duvet that I use for guests that I used to have, like for me. I think it's probably close to 20 years old, never washed. That's disgusting, isn't it? I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> seem that bad. I just think I have no been... idea where, where mine, I think mine must have been washed at some point because it was originally owned by Doug's mum, who is mm. the kind of person that like, wash she pipe. gave me the UD. She mm. washed the UD before she even gave it to me because she wanted it Jesus. to smell nice and she's that kind of person like she she yeah. is the opposite to me when it comes to being mrs slapdash yeah like she does things properly so she probably has washed her duvet do you know but i, get I that don't all do the things time. properly at all i don't do i don't do things properly yeah. I, I was walking up to school the other day with another parent who was talking about oh so they were dressed really smartly and um and i said oh you're dressed smart are you doing something and they said no then that they, they weren't um, but they just fancied wearing some nice clothes that day from working from home. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, said, well, I said, that's lovely. I don't do that anymore because I don't want to iron anything. And their response was, oh, no, but we have to iron anyway. Of course we iron because of the kids' school uniform. And I was like, oh. <sighs> <laughs> no, I don't oh, iron no. that. I'm not going to iron tiny that pairs was, yeah. of trousers. I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> that was not me as a child either. I can't imagine that, that being me as a mum if I do have children one day. No. I think I was always the person with a um, with holes from where my thumbs went in my school mm. jumper. Yes. Um, definitely everything was crumpled. Laddered tights. Always. Yeah. Probably a bit smelly. That all makes it sound a bit sad, but I can imagine my mum was very, very busy and mm. my dad wasn't always brilliant at domestic y things like that. He was a very good cook. He always used to cook us cook nice things, but he wasn't brilliant at like, you know, putting our hair up for ballet or making sure that oh, everything no. was freshly washed yes. or whatever. So I can't imagine that I would have had kind of crisp clean smelling uniform it just no. would have been whatever the nearest school jumper was I mean I simply can't be asked because they you don't you never yeah. know from one day to the next whether they're going to come back like covered in crap or mud or whatever so what's the point in ironing something that they're not going to kind of look after if you see what I mean and like yeah and also our washing powder we use Ecova and I do like Ecova because oh, it's very me... good of you. Very good Thank of you. Thank you. But it makes me not itch. So that's kind of basically the main reason we don't use it. But also, in terms of washing 
power because it's non-bio it basically breathes over the clothes so they're all kind of stained and a bit gray and there's nothing I can do about it and it's like well I just don't see the point in gilding the crappy lily that is their rubbish school uniform it's just it doesn't Makes sense. I feel as though we're going to get in trouble again because someone slagged us off in the reviews the other day because they were like, oh, I tuned into this women's running podcast ready for, you know, Joan of Arc content. And here I am listening to two women talk about Hoovers. You know, full well, we're not talking about washing duvets and school uniform because (laughs) that's a passion of ours. Please give us a break. It's not a passion. It's not a passion. And we no, are like, this is a hate, this is of, hate chat that we're yeah. having right now. And it's, <laughs> and it's the domestic duties that befall women. It, we're talking about feminism here, aren't we? We Dave are. Would not, Dave think, is not going to work worrying about ironing the kids' trousers. I bet you. No, I think people expect women to not only prioritise this stuff, but also to be good at it. And I yes. genuinely think... I promise it's not an excuse, even though I've been conditioned to think it's an excuse my whole life. It's not my thing. It doesn't mean I'm not going to do what I need to do to not have smelly clothes and Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm not living in complete filth and to make sure we've got a nice healthy meal on the table or whatever. But I'm just, it's not one of my skills to know the difference between Mm -hmm. a very, very clean shower and a fine shower. (laughs) it's not in my in my ballpark (laughs) it's not one of your hobbies (laughs) no it's not it's it's not something I've got a natural ability for I think to know Uh, to know the difference between tidy-ish and mega clean mega clean yeah oh god I just yeah I just I live in Anyway, I want to move on for this because it's just making me think of my house, which is a bit of a pigsty. Okay, um, but I'm really, really I, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not your fault, is it? I think I probably started it. But what I was going to say was, I reckon we should yes. congratulate ourselves on um, on our podcast live last night because it was so lovely. Yes, it was a really lush one, wasn't it? It, it was, was really cozy. Yeah, and and it's one of my favourite things. It is one of my favourite things too. I I absolutely loved it, and but uh, there were two big mistakes I made and one of them was that um from the beginning I think because I because I do the tickets on Eventbrite um and right from the beginning um they kind of have a um a sort of thing where you can where you where they that were automatically you give away 50 tickets kind of thing so that's that's kind of their limit for for a small event like us um hadn't thought about it because I think the first live we had like 20 ish people and the second one we had yeah 22 or something yeah and then it was 30 something um and so for this one I sort of I didn't think about it left it as it was and then just at the last couple of minutes people wanted to log in and they couldn't because we had sold out (gasps) oh is that what happened yep that's what happened so we we said we sold out basically yesterday we sold out so we need to work out a way it's easy by the way for anybody who doesn't know have we said this we do the live podcast once a month. It's such a nice opportunity to chat. It's basically turned into our own little run club, hasn't it? it Where has. we support each other and we've got, we ask questions and usually we've all got a bit of a goal in mind and we'll talk through stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that on Patreon every yeah. month and you can, you can join in on any tier. You don't need to be on our top tier or anything. You can pay. No, no, no. And I think the know, next one. The, the absolute min. 
Yeah, and I think the next one we agreed was going to be the fourteenth of December. So I, I'll put I'll put yes. something out about that so that everyone knows. Um, but what I'll do is I'll, I'll open it up. I'll make sure that there is enough tickets for everybody. I'll go crazy. I'll put like two hundred just in case. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that'd be easy enough. And the other thing that someone mentioned actually in the comments afterwards was, could we record it? Which of course we can. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so for people that can't make, because I know that we have people that listen in different countries and stuff, and like seven o'clock on a Wednesday night might not be accessible for someone that's the other side of the world. Yeah. Um, so I am, yes, I'm going to do that next time. I'm really sorry I didn't do it this time. That would have been so easy. So um, yeah. And it Should was, we record it, was really it as a little vid? Should we make it a little vid? I do reckon that would make the most sense. I know we hate having our faces there, but that would be quite nice so yeah. that people can see the chat box and see because that's the thing that I love about it yeah, is Esther box. and I chat it's 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 like another podcast episode really where we'll chat yeah. for 20 minutes or something but then at the end we'll have questions and all throughout people will talk to each other mm-hmm. on the chat and yeah. it's just very very wholesome it but we nice. promise if if we I think selling out is the marker to prove to us that we probably need to get Zoom premium or whatever. Yeah. Because it does kick <laughs> us out every time. But we're yeah. learning, we're learning. And last night was a very, very joyous one. We got very excited about the Paris half. Still a we chance did. until the 5th of December. I'm not sure when this episode comes out. But there's still a chance until the 5th of December to join our package. Yeah. I th- we were discussing, I believe you might be able to still sign up with Race Entry after that deadline, but that's the deadline if you want the women's running package, which has various benefits that we're still in negotiations about, and we will let you know what those are yeah. as soon as we should, can. Yeah, I think actually we should, by now, by the time this comes out, then then that should all have been kind of set in stone, so that'd be quite nice. But um, Okay, hopefully be in the show notes then. Yes, yes, it will be. And... Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh God, menopause, menopause, menopause. Um, a menopause. <laughs> do you need a Do you need a quick menopause? Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it was about the chats. That was it. Because um, I, what I've realised is that the first time that we did a live when we had like twenty something people there, and um, people felt quite happy to raise their hands and talk in front like like actually just sort of talk to us um or through the power of zoom but i've realized that as the as the numbers have got higher people are obviously and understandably reticent about doing that but the chat box does all the work for you all the heavy lifting so you can put yeah. any question you like in the chat box which is really really nice so we've got loads of different comments and as much as all of the lovely um people there were kind of talking amongst themselves they were asking us questions too or giving us suggestions because we had various issues with yeah things um so yeah so that was it um, pops that was off in the chat me. box doesn't it exactly it, that's yes, where it it's all happening that's where it's all happening so yeah it was, um it was super super <laughs> lush um and the other thing that kind of it reminded me of was that um because we've done an exclusive podcast for the top tier for um for what what have we called them cheer squad so we've the done cheer a podcast squad. Cheer Squad. So we've done a podcast. It's an additional podcast, um, and it's it's just exclusively for Cheer Squad. And I realised actually that some people couldn't access that either. So um, I'm working to fix that. Working to fix that should be yep. fine now. That um, is but we'll have another one of those. Episode. Yeah, I really enjoyed recording that one. It's mm. it's basically an opportunity for us to fulfill our true crime fantasies to some degree. <laughs> yeah. In that Esther's telling a story. Um, or I'm happy to tell a story next time. It's probably my turn, isn't it? 
Holly to tell a story. But are you going to tell a story about running yeah. or just a random story? Well, it the first episode worked really well because it was sort of half a running story, half mm. a crime against women story. Yes. So I need to find yes, something similar. Yeah. I need to find something similar. I'll do some research. But it's, do some it, research. it was brilliant. I certainly don't know how to access it. So I don't know what I'm talking about here. But somewhere in the ether, there's that podcast episode. Esther will let you know how to find it. Yeah, I will somehow in the show notes. Um, anyway, let's move on to let's move on to our running. How How is yours doing? Because this this episode, what mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about our running. Um, I want to talk about what we're, we're doing at the moment. But um, we need to talk about Paris, but kind of just in the kind of... Um, in the kind of wider discussion of training and beginning half marathon training. Yes. So if, if anyone is, um, you, you don't have to be training for Paris, but if you've got like a half marathon or, or, or a race in kind of spring, mm. we need to start talking about when we start doing ramping up that training, because it might be a bit sooner than we think. Um, so yeah. So how's, how's your running going? It's it's going fine. It's going fine. Um, mm. I'm sorry. I was a bit distracted there because I was just thinking about the fact to mm. add on to this that we've got a couple of we've had a couple of emails in I think since we last recorded about winter training and asking yep. for some advice for winter motivation. So just as a shout out to those people who emailed in, this can mm. potentially be a conversation for you because um, I think both of us if I'm right to say this, I don't want to lump you in with me, have been mm-hmm. slightly struggling with running mojo and it being cold and and it, it it's icy cold at the moment, isn't it? I feel like it mm-hmm. drops. But anybody who doesn't listen in Britain, then, well, I'm sure there are places where it's worse, but the, mm-hmm. there's this sort of time around the middle of November where it goes from like double digits to single digits and you oh, can feel no, it. No, you can feel it, yeah. It's rough. So that's what's happening at the moment. And it's really hard. And I, I, I'm I, not usually a morning runner. And especially when it's dark and it's freezing cold, that's mm-hmm. not happening for me at the moment. So usually my answer would be lunchtime runs. And I have done a couple of lunchtime runs. I haven't completely abandoned it. But mm. in the last month since I finished the half, it's been so much more difficult to force myself to go out when yeah. it's not cold when it's cold and often rainy and not very nice um to yeah to force myself to go out and and go for a run when I haven't got like that accountability of oh god if I don't do this run though I'm not going to be half marathon ready by this date so I'm kind of my answer to it at the moment is I'm not beating myself up about it too much and I know sometimes I have a tendency to not beat myself up when maybe I deserve a bit of a duffing up but in this instance, I think genuinely, I'm not worrying about it too much. I've mm-hmm. set myself a little mini deadline mm-hmm. when I need to start training proper again. So in my head, that's running like, you know, minimum twice a week before I get into my proper training plan. But yeah. hopefully about three times a week. Um, when my toenail falls off, I've, I'm so sorry <laughs> to all of our um, our <laughs> patrons who I've already told this stupid story too but my black toenail from the bath half is on its way out and I've decided that marks as soon as soon as the it's like the first the first leaf of autumn yeah, oh or, god or the, oh. 
when that has fallen, it's yeah. the, the spell will be broken, and I'm really hoping that that means that I'll I'll be able to switch into time for Paris half mode. But it's great having a goal at the end of knowing that in March we've got to be ready. Yeah, I think is is what's going to help me train over these next couple of months, which is pro- uh, probably going to be a bit grim, but it is what it yes. is. Yes. Yeah, it is. And I get, and you know, the thing that always sneaks up on me when it comes to this time of year as well is that I sort of think of December as being crap, uh, just in terms of weather mm. and then sort of forget that January and February, but particularly February is, is actually worse and colder. So it, and, and yeah. I think that's why like race season can really sneak up on you because you can, you'll be training through the coldest of months or conversely, the warmest of months, if you've got an autumn one. And then on actual race day, everything is is different and wrong. So like you you will have trained wearing long sleeves and fleece lined leggings and big socks and hats and things over your ears and stuff like that. And then on race day, suddenly it's it's t-shirt weather. So it can really, yeah. really throw you. And I think, yeah, I think this this way round, I think throws me more than the other way round because um because when I train through the summer for an autumn race it means that there's a good chance that I can start turn up on the start line of an autumn race actually wearing correct race gear. What will happen the other way around is when I'm training for something in March or April is I'll turn up basically in 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 tracky pants and a, and a hoodie and and look ridiculous yeah. next to people in shorts and singlets. So um, yeah, I find it really I find it really hard. <laughs> singlet i find it so hard singlets don't think about them often do you you don't thankfully i i I know what you mean i think anybody who you you are a creature of long and black and warm i am and i i I think if if we both had that a little bit with the bath half the other way around yes Yes, where it we was were warm. expecting yeah. it to be, yeah, we were expecting it to be, you know, we trained through summer and then we were, it was in, it was in October. So we were expecting yeah. it to be cold and then it was actually boiling. Who knows, I suppose, what, you know, Paris in spring, Paris in spring, that's what <laughs> it's mean, going to be like. Marvelous. That it's could marvelous. be anything, couldn't it? It could, it be, could be grotty. It could yeah. be dreamy. It could, who knows? So, who knows? um, yeah. I think. I guess we just need to be prepared for whatever. Be prepared. Whatever. We have to be very British about it and be prepared. Yeah, it's kind of be prepared. Yeah, and I do. I yeah, like you were saying. Um, I'm finding running really difficult. I'm finding for the first time in probably mm. I don't know, maybe eighteen months. I think I am allowing myself to have excuses, which I've never, I haven't done for such a long time. So I'm missing sessions, like both. Um, both my boot camps and my running, I'm missing bits and pieces, not loads and loads, but like I'm missing one thing a week or two things a week. Um, and it's just kind of, um, you know, I'll get to the end of a day when I would normally have done something Mm. in the morning and I'll get to six or seven in the evening and I'll be, I'll feel really deflated and I won't really figure out why. And as I go to bed, I was like, oh yeah, I didn't actually do anything. I didn't do my thing I didn't do my thing is today. it making you feel rubbish because you're not ticking all the things off your list or is it making you feel rubbish because of the lack of endorphins and what yeah. you usually get from doing that exercise I think it's that I think it's that I think it's the latter I think um I'm used to doing like particularly 
like I've always thought of myself as a lonely goat, but my boot camps are in person mm. down the park. And actually, when I miss those, I think it ha- has a really kind of detrimental effect on. I mean, although that won't be endorphins necessarily, it's getting out even if it's really dark at half past six in the morning, and it's kind yeah. of yeah, it's sharing a few words with someone, and I do always feel really energized after that. Um, and running, mm-hmm. I find running, I just find really hard. I find, um, I was talking to you. Uh, a few days ago about Reynards that's that's come back with a vengeance so that's that can be really hard yeah. it's not necessarily hard when I'm running I don't I know some people suffer really badly like as soon as they step out the front door and their hands can go white and their toes can go white and stuff like that I don't it's not that it's when I come back it can take me such a long time like it I get like um they do call it an attack I think um yeah but it can really really cut in when my whole body is kind of in slight shock so when I come back from a cold run, um, mm-hmm. it can take it can take several hours to to thaw basically, um, and I have such bad circulation, yeah. so that I have bad Raynards. But like I know I can get um, pins and needles really easily and stuff like that. So um, I have very very sluggish circulation, but that that is off putting. Um, so when it comes to like little runs and things, you just think I, do, I just you know I don't I just don't want to. Do come and join us on Patreon because we've got a couple of new benefits when you subscribe and that's from just £2 a month. First, we have an exclusive weekly newsletter from me and Hull just for patrons with lots of lovely secrets from us. And secondly, patrons on the Cheer Squad tier, which is just £6 a month, can listen to bonus podcasts too. Our first one is Chocker with swearing and controversy and running scandals. It's like cereal, but for running. It's ace. I was really excited about listening to um, the podcast live thing that we did last night, though, because we asked for um, specific advice on Mojo. We did. We did. um, and, And people came up with such good suggestions. And I think... Um, one of them was the accountability thing. Um, mm-hmm. One was um, training virtually with each other. So even if you couldn't make it to a run, um, to, to have each other in your kind of in your headphones, sort of thing, so you could have a chat while yeah. you're running with someone. I love that idea. We were talking about it because of pacing as well, weren't we? That like if you like my running buddy is faster than me, and mm. so sometimes I feel as though either I'm holding her back or I'm having to go a bit faster than my comfortable speed in order for us to be able to run together. And so the idea of just being able to run with a headphone in each other's ears and and talk to each other virtually while we're running along at whatever pace we want is a really good idea. And if you, and then you're still being held accountable to a time, so you can't put it off. Mm -hmm. You're still having to go Oh, at nine. I said, I'd ring Lex and we do our little virtual thing together. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Very and I also idea. like someone else was talking about doing a virtual challenge, like an actual virtual challenge. And I thought that was a really good idea as well, because I hadn't really thought about that outside of um, outside of lockdowns. Um, but actually, I think that's a really nice idea. Yep. There are some really lovely ones as well. Um, so, yeah, so I am thinking I'm, I'm not really medal driven, but I might mm-hmm. maybe do like I might do like a Strava challenge or something like that. 
I think that might be nice. quite, I quite like, I quite like getting those kind of little things where it says you've done your 5k challenge for December or whatever. So that'd be, that'd be quite a nice sort of thing to do. Cause there's loads of those, loads of those all over Strava and you can just sort of sign up and it's yeah. nothing, all you do is like click. Um, so I think that's a really nice yeah. thing to do as well. Um, but I did want to talk to you. I wanted to talk to you about Paris and about training because I know that you have your lovely um, start time goal, which is waiting for the toenail to drop off, which I think is yes commendable. Probably, um, probably, probably medically a, a good idea. Yes, I think so. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, you could, t- well, yeah, probably is a medically a good idea. But the other thing is that I didn't know if you've looked at any training plans yet and have figured out when your training should start. Um, I am thinking that... Mm. I haven't got an exact date for you. I should have done that. I should have done that in preparation That's right, for this I've pod. I've got a date for you. I've got a date for you. Have you? I, can I guess when it is? Because by my estimations for what I'm thinking, I'm mm-hmm. going to start running gently, mo- just like more times a week, two or three times mm-hmm. a week, like I said, in when the toenail falls off, which I'm imagining is going to be like beginning of December. Yeah. And then I think the first like long training run I mean, the first long training run is like three miles or something, usually with a half marathon training plan, is it? But, you know, the first mm. official kind of training run yeah, would be, I think it's really close to Christmas. Pull that right back. Really? Yes. Because... Oh, shite. No, it's fine. When you're talking about when you start running... uh that is fine absolutely fine um so Mm -hmm. if it's the beginning of december if you haven't really if you're not really running more than once a week say now um yeah beginning of december you i think start running i'll start upping it two or three you need to do well don't say two or three just do two because if it's two or three, okay. then you'll give yourself the get out clause of not doing three. So just do two. But if you can do two okay. a week from the beginning of December, that's fine. But if you're going to do a 12-week training plan, so not 16, but 12-week training plan, and include mm-hmm. like a two-week taper, you need to start from the 17th of December. So it's the week before. It's right the week before Christmas. So mid-December. Oh, yeah. That's when you need to start. I, thought, actually, I think I was thinking, okay. It's because oh, God, Paris. So I'm going to be like training over Christmas. Yeah, but you say training over Christmas. It's not training over Christmas. It's three runs, and all of those runs are no longer than half an hour. So yeah, that's you know, true. It's really not that bad at all. Really, like bearing in mind all the training you've done to this point, you've done so much training. The worst bit of your training is going to be in yeah. February. So this is the nice bit. This is this is your gentle plods. You don't even that's have to true. be doing These like the gentle plods. training. Yeah, it's lovely. It's yeah, nothing okay. is over half an hour. Nothing's over half an hour. And so, I'm thinking uh, about it now and I'm thinking actually really not the worst thing. I don't love running where my parents are because I think I'm going to be going Doug and I are having Christmas together for the first time ever this year. <gasps> Ooh, I don't think I told you about that. Balls. No, you haven't. I know. I, I this is probably a bit early to get festive, isn't it? We will do more uh, festive episodes as we've done in the past but <laughs> we will. just to begin some gentle Christmas chat we've been this will be our 11th Christmas going out with each other guys guys I know Amazing. and we've never done Christmas together before because we've both got families oh. that we love spending Christmas with and it's always felt a bit sad to be like oh 
I'll ditch mine or you ditch yours or whatever. Yeah. But we got really, really lucky and really jammy this year that my parents are away after Christmas seeing other mm-hmm. family and all of Doug's siblings and stuff are descending after Christmas with his family. So we're going, mm-hmm. we're doing, we're having two Christmases, going to mine nice. first for a few days and then Doug's family for another couple of days. Lovely. I don't love, sorry, the point of this was going to be that I don't yeah. love running with at where my parents live. It's a bit repetitive. They live in like a little kind of village. They live in Bishop's Cleeve near Cheltenham, which I think I've discussed before is very, very non, it's a non-event place really, aside <laughs> from the fact that it was where Fred West claimed his first victim. <laughs> That's the kind of little village we're talking about here. Um <laughs> And uh, and so it, it's not the most sort of beautiful place to run around. There is a park and I've worked out kind of a like 5K loop when I've been home before that I can kind of do around yep. the park, uh, which isn't that bad. It's not beautiful, but it's also kind of on a housing estate, but it's not bad. Um, and then, but then Doug's parents live in the absolute middle of nowhere in Brecon, Brecon Beacons. And yeah. I mean... I, I, I can't complain really at having to do some of my training running around there. It's going to be gorgeous. Yeah. And they live in quite a flat bit. Mm-hmm. So I get all the luxury of the, of the view of the hills without actually having to run up any of them. That's good. And, and also bear in mind what Claire was saying in our last podcast about trail running, which I completely take to heart because I think it's just fantastic, mm-hmm. which is if you're worried about routes, if you're running somewhere that's unfamiliar, then just run along one stretch for 10 minutes and then run back again and that's your 20 minutes done yeah. so you don't have to worry about plotting a route just just yeah. run by um just run by time rather than distance yeah. so uh, that's absolutely fine and so and also we do have um I'll link to it but we do have um uh, a run a, a train for a half marathon by time plan don't we I Which, know I, I would like to do that, but my fear that I'm going to share with you now um, mm. is that uh, because I'm quite slow, I worry that I'm not going to actually train up to the full because often like stuff like couch to couch to 5k assumes you'll run a 5k in half an hour. And at my mm. fastest, my fast, my 5k time has been 32 minutes. So I worry about not being able not actually getting up to the distance that I need to get up to in order to be half marathon ready if I go on a time-based training plan but that's the whole point of it is that the whole point the whole point is to not worry about how many miles you're doing or how many k's you're doing the whole point is to mm. like if you think if you think like your half marathon time was like 235 or something wasn't it it was I worked out the other day yeah. officially going by my Strava to 28 what oh my god i know it was slightly under half um uh, slightly under two and a half hours because i my strava says i ran 3.13.4 yes of course um, in something like two hours 32 minutes or something two hours Mm -hmm. 31 minutes so i was working out with my friend who's a very good he's like a marathon in three hour kind of disgusting person and he was telling (laughs) me he reckoned that would be about 228 at my pace yeah, so um, tell me, tell me with Paris, what are your goals for Paris? So, to be perfectly honest, I don't think it's going to be very exciting for people to hear 
my goal in terms of like time and stuff is is very similar I'd like to I'd like to keep it under two and a half hours still if I can um but I think my main goal with Paris to be honest is more about the pod squad that we're running it with Mm -hmm. and feeling like we've got a mutual sense of achievement at something that we've worked towards training for together and that we can all have a glass of champagne afterwards <laughs> and feel like we've got something to celebrate and and it I think it's more the community aspect that's driving me for for Paris yeah okay so well that's is that, great is because, that annoying and boring to say no it's not annoying and boring because mine is exactly the same I just I is it? I'm looking yeah. forward to just I just want to do it and I want to do it with everyone so that's that's all I've yeah. got so in terms of training by I mean, it's entirely up to you how you want to train. I mean, of course you can train by distance if that's what you feel comfortable with. But if you train by time, it just takes yeah. the pressure off a bit. And because you know that your longest ever run in your whole training block is going to be two and a half hours or a bit under, mm-hmm. you, can, you can figure that one out in terms of your training. So you can take the training by time training plan which i'll put the link to in the show notes you can take that and you can amend it to your benefit so you don't if you if you think that the longest run there say the longest run is like an hour and a half that that might be the longest run that you do in that training plan before you actually do the half you might think to yourself actually i don't like the idea of having an hour unaccounted for in my training so i I like Mm -hmm. the idea of maybe running for two hours as my longest training yeah do that just do that it just that takes would probably it, be what I'd have done anyway before if my longest training run, run was like 10 11 miles yeah about the then same. yeah then about the same also I feel so much more confident going into this one bizarrely than the first time when I was it just goes to show I feel much more confident going into this one than I did last time even mm. though last time I was thinner and I was younger a bit. Not last time, I mean the first time ever when we yeah. did it together. Um, because I know that under my belt, I've got the fact that I ran it all. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Yes. And I, I managed it. That was my A goal, wasn't it? It was just being able to yeah. run the whole thing. And the fact yeah. that I know I can do that, I, th- I think I feel a lot more confident about being able to do it again. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm talking a bit of bollocks this morning because my toes are really cold. All of my brain power is flooding to <laughs> oh, my toes. But, oh, but I feel, I know, I, let's actually quickly talk about, um, sorry, darting around lots today, chillblains. Mm. Can you mm-hmm. relate as a Raynaud sufferer? I mm. have got chillblains. I haven't had them since 
I, I mean, I sometimes get slightly sore feet because I think also I struggle with circulation much less in my hands, but in my toes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because I've been having very, very, very cold toes working at my desk all day. And then at yeah. the end of the day, getting in, because I'm, I'm an evening showerer rather than a morning showerer, I'll yeah. have, I'll usually finish my day with having a hot shower or a hot bath. And then I, yeah. think, I think dunking my freezing little ice pops in there is causing them to... Yes, exactly what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Right, so don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh, what it's so I'm tempting going to, though. <laughs> I am going to send you a link to what I've got. Um, okay. Which, which I can't find here. I need to find a cheaper... Oh, there we are. Um, it's something that looks a little bit like this. I'm using the power of visuals on an audio medium. <sighs> Oh, it's a okay. Heated... I'll use the power of audio description. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like an oody for your feet. It's like an oody your for your feet. Yeah. So yeah. I've got one of these. It costs this one costs fifteen ninety nine. Um, the one I've okay. got, I think, was even cheaper than that. And you, and it's not a huge amount of warmth, but you put your feet into like a little. Um, mine is like a little pillow. You put it in. And and I think it only lasts for an hour. The heat only lasts for an hour, and then it turns off automatically, and then you can turn it back on again if you want to. It's a really oh, mild, it's like a little really... electric, electric slippers. Exactly, and it's a really gentle heat, but it's enough to keep your feet. Oh God, it's it, honestly, it's bloody genius. I love it so much. It's so much better than slippers. Okay, it's just it's another level of nice okay. warm toes. I'm go- I'm going to invest in that, and I think the other yeah. thing that I really need to invest in is an electric blanket. Do it. Yes. Because of my potentially damp, cold room. And it all sounds very bleak on the Women's Running podcast today, doesn't it? I promise we're very yeah. lucky to have roofs over our heads and nice, nice we, lives. We are. But um, yes. uh, the problem with an electric blanket, I don't know whether... Have you have you got one? I don't. I, I've been looking um, with kind of mm. salivating over one I've seen recently, which goes over your chair. It's like a chair warm cup. Oh. I, have a um, I was like, hello, that looks nice. <laughs> so I really fancy that. That sounds lush. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know I would really I'm... like my, my um, I, I, I suppose there's not masses um, amounts of, uh, not a massive amount of point to an electric blanket quite so much as there might be for a chair because mm. I was always told that if you you have to turn it on obviously before you get in yes turn, turn it off sorry before you get in uh, my oh, dad yeah, used yeah, to yeah. scare yeah. me and give me horror stories that if I weed the bed in the night then yes, I would electrocute myself yes, yes yes I'm terrified of it absolutely terrified, terrified of that yeah absolutely <laughs> terrified of that or what if I sweat too much and I yeah, and I myself? sweat loads overnight because obviously I'm 49 and that's what happens but yeah I sweat loads so I am really worried about yeah fizzing you're right for electrocution <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think I get really nervous about that. So it's it's a bit frustrating that I suppose you just have to turn it on sort of a couple of hours before bed, don't you? Heat the bed up. Yeah. And then yeah. when it's time to get in, turn it off and it just loses heat rapidly. But the other problem is that Doug absolutely hates and rejects the concept of an electric blanket. He doesn't right. like getting in. I know this sounds bizarre in November yeah. in Britain, but he doesn't like getting into a warm bed. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I know, he's such a weirdo. I know, oh. it's really weird. So I'm, I would I'm have to invest off. in one that's only a one side. That's all One-sided. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah I think you can yeah. get those. Um, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure I'd like it in bed. That's the thing. What I'd like is, what I've, the things that I've liked is that kind of the, the heated seat cover. So it's yeah. so during the day is when I'm at my coldest. The heated seat cover. I've also seen hot water bottles that are, that are like long snakes. Have you seen those? 
Oh my gosh, like a pregnancy pillow that you can put in the microwave. But thinner. (gasps) So a a thin, long one. So you can like wrap it around your neck or you can have it like a little, like a little hug. Oh, like a little hug. Yes. Is it quite short? I think, I don't know. I don't know. But it looked, it just looked really, really nice. I can't find it on Amazon right now, but yeah, something. I think Doug has got one of those. So he sounds more like your kind of a vibe. I think he doesn't (laughs) like the idea of like, because of sweating in the night, doesn't like the idea of getting into a hot, hot bed, but is not opposed to a hot water bottle or something. And he's got a thing that lives in in his childhood bedroom that's called (laughs) the cozy, warmy thing. And it's that, it sounds exactly like that. I think you're after a cozy, warmy yeah. thing. It's a cozy, warmy thing. I want that. And um, my mum, every year, she's a knitter and she knits me mm. ba- basically bed socks. And and so I have... Oh, I, that is such get, a good mum move. Yeah, it gets to the end of October and out they come. And I start wearing those the whole time. And they're an absolute lifesaver because my feet... Particularly, you know, the, the weird thing about kind of bad circulation is I noticed that the later I go to bed, the worse mm. my circulation is and the longer it can take for my feet to warm up once I get into bed. And that can stop me from going to sleep if they're really, really cold and really uncomfortable. So as soon as yeah. I've got socks on, even if I push them off in the middle of the night, which I can do, um, yeah, as soon as I've got this is nothing to do with running, is it? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I tell you what, though. I tell you what. We're to, supposed to, to care, but we are. I, I, we are. that was actually very, very, very useful. You've essentially written my Christmas list there for me. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, I, I did. Useful to other people because although you know, like uh, running is something that we all have in common. I think at the moment, having cold, bloody toes is something that we've all got in common. We do. Am I right? We do. Yes, and I did notice yeah. when I did put my thing out on. Um, I did, I did a little post on Instagram talking about Reynolds because I had a, a bad attack kind of a couple of days back. And it was it was a sort of heartwarming, if not finger warming, um, to see that there are so many mm-hmm. other people that obviously suffer from this. Um, but I was getting messages. There was a message from a chap, actually, who was talking about putting... Um, he puts his running shoes on the radiator. So he's, you know, when you put your you know, upside down so that you put your feet into your running shoes and they're warm before you go for a run. Oh, that is such yeah. a good move. That's really good. So I think that's nice. The only thing for me is that, um, well, I think because Reynolds is such a, such a weird thing. Obviously it can affect your, your hands and your feet. I, up until like a couple of years ago, I used to think, oh, it's just my hands. It's not my feet. But I've realized that it is my feet. It's just that they're not as painful. So I just don't, I don't register it in the same way that I register it with my hands. And I think actually it's yeah. more damaging. I, I then get, I get, um, I will get chillblains on my feet and I won't yeah. understand that my feet will suddenly become really, really itchy. And I'm like, what, what's, yeah, why are that's they what itchy? was happening to me last night. Yeah. And then I realised I went to town. I went to town and then I really regretted it afterwards because now they're really like red and sore. Yeah, it's just, it's so unpleasant. And I don't get that on my hands, but I think that's because I kind of stop the Reynards in its tracks more quickly. But my problem is actually running at half past six in the morning means that we don't have heating on before then. So there's no way of warming Um. stuff up. Um, so I need when's to, your heating to time it for it's about this is the heating special isn't it today <laughs> it's about seven o'clock I think and it will come on for like oh yeah half an hour so it's just not enough it's just not at the right time so it's fine if I want to go for yeah. a cold run at lunchtime or something but um 
but yeah so it's oh god it's just yeah this time of year is just shite isn't it it's just shite it's so shite out there. and our heating i've definitely bitched about this on the pod before and i know it sounds bonkers honestly actually please write in wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk or join us on patreon and let me know my mm-hmm. heater my boiler does not seem to have a timer i've lived in this house for nearly four years and I cannot work. It's a rented house, so I can't do anything about the boiler. And as far mm. as I'm aware, I've never, ever been able to find a setting on it. that It's it's quite old combi boiler thing. And I've mm. never been able to find a setting that means that you can turn the um, the heating on for just periods of time. It's just got the setting of on and then there's a thermostat and then you set mm. it to the, t- to the min, you know, temperature that you want it to come on when it reaches that temperature so at the moment because it's so in summer we obviously just turn that all the way down and it never turns on and it's not a problem whereas in winter we can't really have it go below like five degrees because again rented house and it's our responsibility to stop the pipes from bursting or whatever Mm -hmm. if it gets too cold and so we have to have it on about five um like five or ten and Mm -hmm if it does get below that temperature, it just turns on for as long as it takes to heat the house back up to not being that temperature anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of a problem because then sometimes it just turns on for ages and I won't have realised that the heating's... But that's basically what happened last year and that's why I have nothing left to give to Putin and I've just had to resign myself to turning it off for like the whole of winter. That deserves a bit of a Google because I have seen. Yeah, that if anyone's actually... a, a a gas a gas or boiler specialist or whatever and knows the answer, please let me know. Well, I I do think I think that there is there is some there is some goodness in having a boiler that that kicks in and ensures that your house remains at roughly the same temperature in terms of energy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, God, when it comes to early doors running, it's no help whatsoever, is it? So, um, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. 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 Well, I feel as though, yeah, sorry. I was going to say this has been a a heating special, hasn't it? And we should, we should probably talk about something else. Um, (laughs) but I also wanted to ask for forgiveness for the fact it, that it may have seemed like a slightly chaotic episode because secretly behind the scenes, we've been battling with my shit laptop, which is falling apart and crumbling into pieces that <laughs> yeah. has meant that every fucking five minutes we keep getting interrupted and have to find our place again. So I'm really yeah, I know. it's such a nightmare. But look, I'll tell you what it's would be really nightmare. nice is have you had any emails that we could talk about? Because I think we've had we've had quite a few people getting in touch yeah I wondered about getting your advice about this one here um Mm. sorry I've slightly sprung I'm slightly springing this on you um perhaps we can also like you know ask an expert next time we've got an expert on ask this question but I just wondered if you had any advice in the meantime this is from someone called Mia she said, firstly, I love listening to the podcast. I discovered you guys as I was looking for running podcasts for when I'm out and about. It slowly crept up to being my favorite as I'm obsessed with running too and I'm desperate to get my mileage up again. I wanted to ask a bit of advice as I keep getting stuck in the same loop. Run up distance, get injured, step back, run, get injured up this, you know, same, same mm-hmm. thing. 
I've been mm. running since the pandemic started and it brings me so much joy, especially coming from having anorexia. It's helped me appreciate what my body can do and how powerful I can feel. But more often, I keep feeling niggles and injuries popping up and I don't feel like my body can get past a half marathon without injury. I have to admit, I do exercise every day, but I don't run every day. Oh my gosh, Mia, don't worry about that. Coming mm. from two people who have just admitted wholeheartedly that we've not been exercising every day at the moment. Um, would love your thoughts and advice. I hope she doesn't mind that I've read that out. Um, but I just thought that that was lovely and a nice reminder of how powerful and lovely running is. But also was genuinely quite an interesting bit of advice because I kind of relate. I haven't ever tried to push myself further than half marathon distance, to be fair. But I do see mm. what she means in that I push myself up to that and then I'll I'll usually have a niggle afterwards. Like mine tends to be my hips. Um that mean that does put me out afterwards and then I feel like I have to go I have to train half, to half marathon all over again and it does feel very difficult to get past so I related and I felt for her and I wondered if you had any tips okay I think I've got I know two what things. they're gonna be yeah you know I think I know what know. one of them is gonna be yeah well so well the first thing because she touches on the fact that she had anorexia um mm. so um first of all I would suggest with her, and because she's a sort of fairly recent runner, um, I, I mean, obviously we don't know to the degree that she had anorexia, but it can, we, we do know with anorexia, mm -hmm. but obviously um, nutrition takes a massive blow and that means that you're, you know, it, it can affect everything, everything that's going on. It can, mm -hmm. uh, obviously it can affect your, your periods, your general health, it can affect your bone health. Um, and obviously yeah. your muscle health as well. So I would suggest if she's not already having a chat with a nutritionist to have a chat with a nutritionist about the sorts of food that she can be fueling her body correctly in order to prevent some of those niggles because there's a good there, there is there is always a chance that that because everything is a little bit out of whack and that there could be some right all sorts of issues that have stemmed from anorexia um which is such an awful awful disease mm. um mm -hmm. so it's kind of yeah so I think uh, for a first step speak to someone about the sorts of foods that you're eating and maybe maybe there's a kind of maybe a calcium rich diet or maybe there's a I don't I don't know I don't know but that I, I would definitely have a conversation mm -hmm. with someone about that so the the, the other thing yeah is going to be strength so it's strength and mobility. So to be it. a better runner, to be a better runner and to continue running longer, if you want to run further and further and further, you can't just run. And and you need to know this as much as she needs to do this. So you sort of, it's, it's so easy to think to yourself, right, you know, all I need to do, if I want to run for two hours, if I want to run for three hours, I just need to run for longer. That's simply not the case. If you want to run for two hours and you keep on getting niggles at one hour, you're never going to get to two hours unless you do something about those niggles. And the way that you do that is by strength yeah. and mobility. If you're always getting something wrong with your hips, then you need to work on your hips. So I know. And I am going to wag my I finger. Know. It's like, come on. There's, and like, I, I mean, but to be fair, I need to say the same thing to myself. I do do strength, but I don't do specific strength. I don't do running strength. And running strength means kind of working um working single leg stuff it's because when you run yeah. you're you're jumping on one leg all over the place that's what you're doing that's essentially what you're doing so while while squats for instance are a good exercise for us to do a single leg squat is better 
because we're okay. using one, you know, one side of the body and then the other side of the body. So I know I have one leg slightly longer than the other. And I know I always have an issue with my right hand side. And at the moment, it's kind of my glute and my hamstring. I'm getting kind of, it just feels tired. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I know that what I need to be doing is things like single leg deadlifts and stuff like that, okay. as well as making sure that I'm using my massage gun after runs and really getting into my glute and my hamstring on my right hand side. Yeah, it's a good idea in that. terms of recovery. Recovery is a little bit more of a fun one to talk about because I knew that Esther was going to bring up strength and I do think that is <laughs> annoyingly. I mean, she does say that she exercises every day and I think, but but you know, if a lot of that might be cardio stuff like running, spinning, then mm -hmm. maybe it could be worth working some strength in. If you feel like you're already doing that and it, you're not really seeing the benefits, maybe it is a slight issue of your body not having, if, if, you, if you're overtraining a little bit to an extent and your body doesn't yeah. have time to recover between sessions, then, you know, one of the best ways that you can do that if you don't want to cut down on your training too much is lovely salty baths and making sure to use your massage gun if you've got one you can get them for not too expensive these days stick one on your christmas list because they're like some of them i think are like around 100 quid now you can get like a big old theragun thing that looks like a sort of ray gun from mm -hmm. star wars or something and that's i think those are really pricey but some of them are like 100 quid and i find those amazing like they made a massive difference yeah. to my training yeah. and stopped me from getting so got stop me from feeling so many aches and pains and then getting injured but I have to say, look, I think what you've touched on there um, is really important also to mention is the overtraining aspect. And while mm. we can recover well by having magnesium baths and using massage guns and stuff, if you're overtraining, that's that's not going to cut it. What, what yeah. we also need on top of that is rest. And so um, there is a chance if she is exercising every day. I mean, I tend to do some exercise every day, but my exercise might be like half an hour. So it, we don't know the extent to her exercise. If she's doing like two hours every day, that's fine if you're a pro athlete. Mm -hmm. But if you're a normal person that's got a day-to-day -day job, that's probably a bit too much. And there's always a real concern at that point that she might tip into something like Red S, you know, with overtraining. Yeah. Which, which I think so we should do to... a whole episode on. Oh, you, you did, yeah, Kate. Maybe. Sorry. Yeah, but we, we could do it again for sure. But we should do another think... one, shouldn't we? We should do another one. Yeah. Absolutely, because Red S is, yeah. you know, it's so, it's complex and it's really interesting. I was speaking to, um, I was speaking to a nutritionist um, this week. Was it this week? Yeah, I think it was this week. And I was talking to her about uh, women and menopausal symptoms. And she said, actually, what's really interesting is that lots of women in their 40s go to their doctors with concerns that they might be going into perimenopause and doctors will diagnose that. But mm -hmm. actually perimenopausal symptoms can can actually be very similar to some red s symptoms so yeah um, actually it, the red s can go undiagnosed completely so i think um it's looking at mm -hmm. that whole package isn't it if she's exercising but maybe a bit too much and if she's not giving herself enough break and she's not getting enough sleep and she's not getting enough you know maybe maybe she needs to have a few days built in there where she's doing kind of active movement but not actual exercise so walking yeah totally um, exercise can be obviously we've mentioned stuff like yoga that that is can be can can be very intense but can be more gentle mm. for your body if you choose the right kind of class but 
honestly, like when Esther and I are looking at doing Red January in January this year, um, which involves yeah. like moving every day, some of my moving every day, I'm literally going to count as like, I am going to walk to pick up my takeaway rather than get it delivered. It's exactly that. It is exactly yeah, that. Yeah, it's just making a conscious yeah, choice to move your body because because that will make you feel good. And but it's it doesn't have to be you know ex- exercise is everything that we that we do that is not sitting stationary. I suppose throughout the day, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, exercise and, could and be I, going up and down your stairs a couple of times. You know, it's it's yeah. just it's it yeah. It, every day doesn't have to be every day like a full session with mm-hmm. an instructor or you know an hour's worth of running or if 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 exercising every day makes you feel great and you found that that's a good place to work through mm-hmm. you know your previous issues with anorexia or with maybe any mental health issues or I completely get that that you might be reticent to not exercise every day but maybe that exercise needs to be reframed slightly as like doing stuff that makes you feel like you got a lovely little buzz off doing something that was a bit a bit active but is mm. is gentle to your body and and doesn't 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 injure you yeah it's it it's such a tough one it's such a tough one because i know that's you know mm. i don't know that but you know someone that has been through something like anorexia i think someone's going to have such i would assume that that person's going to have um like a, a an overwhelming awareness of their own body and and cues yeah. and red flags and all sorts of things like that there's going to be so much going on there um and i would just be i would be so conscious of of kind of of looking at exercise in a much more holistic way if possible if at all possible just sort of thinking right okay this is yeah. good for my body but there are other things that could be good for my body that aren't quite so high impact um, but mm-hmm. can also kind of benefit my mental health because I'm kind of either going outdoors or I'm I'm kind of moving in a different way, in a more kind of kindly way to 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 joints and stuff. I, and exactly. also it depends. She, she's not also mentioned what what kind of injuries she has had, so we don't know if they are things like stress fractures yeah. or um or, or calf strains or or things like that. So um, it's kind of trying to sort of look at it from that holistic view because if it's stress fractures again I really really want to look at nutrition as much as strength work um to mm. really sort of focus on and and, the, and I must admit I am coming from a selfish point of view because I know that I need to look at both of those things and I do realize that nutrition is a bit of an issue with me as well and particularly as I'm heading into menopause and just sort of thinking right actually I need to consider mm. the balance of food groups a little bit more and, and think about yeah you know because I don't I, oh yeah I, this I, is I, a, a cozy a cozy space where uh, I don't think either of us are saying are giving any of this advice from the perspective of of being kind of I don't know not struggling with similar things ourselves at all mm. um yeah but um but there is expert advice if you do feel that that's something that you need listen to our lovely episode with Josephine Perry um if you yep. want a bit more information on exercise addiction potentially and on some of those kind of ways that our mental health can then impact our relationship with food with exercise with our bodies um yeah. and we'll put some bits in the show notes maybe as well do you know what, actually, because th- I'd forgotten about the exercise addiction thing and um, and I shouldn't do. And actually, when I when I was asking Josephine about that, 
back in the day, it was because I was a bit concerned yeah. about me. It was a bit, I was a bit yeah. worried about me and addiction and stuff like that. And actually, I have to say, um, one knock on benefit of us going into cold weather is because I've been reticent to go out there and I have been a little bit more hashtag kind to myself. Um, Good. Thanks. Um, and it means <laughs> that I feel. I, I, I don't have that concern about the addiction so much anymore. Like, I'm not entirely sure I did. I had that in the first place. And if I did, it was an extremely mild form, <laughs> if, if anything at all. Um, but I did. I, I absolutely needed to go in my head, needed mm-hmm. to do something every single day. Every single day I had to do something. And it's not that. And, and it was around the time when I was saying to you things like yoga didn't count. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't include that. I didn't include that in my movement, and so I was running and doing yoga afterwards and things like that. And now I don't feel like I have that. Yoga does count, and um, mm-hmm. I'm not beating myself up too much if I miss a session. I, although there is yeah. some beating. Up. It's not. It's not as bad as it has been. Definitely not as bad as it has been. So I think good. I think I'm really glad. I I watched the other night. It was last night actually, and I would recommend this to everybody. Um, I watched a documentary that Jonah Hill, the actor, made about... Mm. Have you seen this advertised on Netflix recently? No. He's made a documentary where he basically um, filmed his... Over the course of a few years, his therapy sessions with his therapist. But the idea was he was sort of also trying to use the tools that his therapist had taught him to... Mm turn the tables and kind of therapize the therapist if that made sense so that they could kind of help each other through some problems it's really lovely just like lovely really vulnerable really um emotional and they're they're so comfortable with each other and even though they're completely different people and the therapist has got parkinson's and he's got this amazing attitude to life and it's lovely but they Mm. talked a lot in that about uh because his kind of philosophy is this idea of starting with your body um and uh, not in a kind of negative way in terms of image or or things you've been taught are right or wrong or whatever, but just ways that you make yourself feel like you're treating it with respect and that you're being, you know, you're you're prioritizing your yourself and your physical being in that way. I sound yeah. a bit wanky, but bear with me. <laughs> Then I think <laughs> then the second pyramid was like other people, and then the top was um, can't remember something else, uh, your brain mm. or something. Can't remember. Um, but uh, go and watch it because it's brilliant. But they talked a lot about that and about um, trying to find like when you've been taught one way or the other about exercise and diet being good and the uh, the way you're looking, you know, the way you might look they're an antidote to a certain thing that you might not that you might feel people don't want you to look that way that if you're bigger yeah. in the world then people might look down at you and and they might um and Jonah Hill was talking about his mum really encouraging him to diet and to exercise more and to lose weight when he was a child and that he went a very opposite way and was kind of like fuck you I don't want to do that because you're telling me that I have to do that and that's making me reject that and they were also mm-hmm. talking about other ways that you can go of kind of um, you know, the, the, of 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 pandering to that and going, okay, I have to do this because this is a certain thing that people are expecting of me, and that they um that that this helps me fit this role in society, maybe or this this shape, this size, taking up this amount of space in society or whatever that people are expecting of me, sort of thing. Um, yeah, and I it just hit me. I don't know how 
difficult it is to get to a place with your own relationship with food, diet, exercise, your body, essentially, where you really genuinely are just doing what you know makes you feel good and that you are and that you're not allowing any of those external factors societal factors the way that other people have have spoken about you and your body or that it really is not about the way that it appears to other people it's about Mm. how you feel within yourself and the power that that can have on kind of unlocking those other steps that can make you start to feel that you've got purpose and um Mm -hmm. and that you're proud of who you are anyway yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh it's just it's just so hard to get there I hate isn't it? that I just did that know. but no but we don't I listen think to him talk about it much better than me yeah and I, I also we've talked about this before haven't we like our own mm. you know need or desperation to get to a kind of place of body neutrality and things like that and it's just it's just oh it's so hard it's Mm. so hard so hard so so hard hard. and how do you transfer then into that like if you go if you're because exercise does help me be body neutral more and more I'm starting to learn that like if I focus on the fact that I can run rather than the way I look when I can run doesn't mean that when I see a picture of myself looking like a twat and running almost horizontally sometimes that I don't feel a bit rubbish about it but if I know I've done that distance and I've achieved what I wanted to achieve, then who cares what I look like when I'm doing it? And I know that more now and I'm getting to a place of body neutrality. But what happens when you do live in a world, especially as women, I think, where there are times when you're expected to look a certain way or you might want to look a certain way. Like we're going to a nice awards thing tomorrow. And um, Mm. for the podcast, actually, we haven't even mentioned that. We shouldn't haven't. do cut this out what if we don't win um but <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to that tomorrow and I do want to look nice and that's when I start to really struggle or, or you know when you're like with your partner you're going out for a nice date or something I don't know yeah, times where you actually yeah. want to feel like you do you do feel sexy or <laughs> beautiful or attractive or whatever it is that yeah. you want to feel I feel like sometimes I almost go too far with body neutrality, where then I really struggle to connect with that aspect of myself, if that makes any sense. What sort of, you go too far with body neutrality so that you can't feel positive about your body. Yeah, then I've lost the whole body positivity thing as a goner. Yeah. Then I'm like, well, it's a vessel. It's a vessel to carry my soul (laughs) through existence and who fucking cares. Oh my God. And then when I want to put a a nice, put some glitter on the vessel, I'm like, yeah. Why am I bothering doing this now? This is rubbish. (laughs) What's the point with my neutral body? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. I'm so sorry if I've just added an extra aspect of confusion to it. You have. But essentially, it's all very confusing. It is confusing. It's massively confusing. I think we'll probably need to talk more about food and bodies, particularly when we tip into January, because I know that there's going to be loads of people loads of people grab oh, yeah. hold of women's running in January because they want to lose weight and that's fine and of course you can do that and obviously running can can help do that if that's your goal it's absolutely fine but we need to have some big chats um about diet culture big chats about yeah. um bodies and what we think of our own and how we get to that neutral stuff without also that meaning that for some reason we don't actually love our bodies um mm. 
you know, to, to kind of, to, does neutrality mean that we're taking away the positive aspect of it? And exactly. But, but, but body positivity it, it, is know, just so far removed. And yeah. And something yeah. that I think it, it, it's really difficult to draw a line, isn't it? Between eat all the crisps. I'm going to do whatever mm. I want to do. My body's beautiful no matter what it is, by the way, but it is. It is, but if you're not treating yourself with respect and you're not like looking after yourself, then you're going to feel a bit rubbish and exactly the same the other way. If you're being, if you're restricting yourself and you're being unkind to yourself about the way that you look and you're, you're not going to feel good. So it's all very complicated and maybe we need to ask a brainy person to come on and talk about it with us because I I don't think, think, I think after many years, I don't, I still don't feel like I found the answers for myself in how I can feel body neutral positive yeah whatever i can't you know what i'm gonna say because we're coming we are right at the end of this now and it's just going on and on and we could talk about bodies forever and ever and ever so what i'm gonna do yes for this very last bit is i want you to tell the world your favorite your favorite part of your body what's the best bit objectively what is the bit of your body that you love the most i think you should tell everyone Okay. Um, my bit that I like the most is probably the sort of collarbone area. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I like yeah. that bit. I quite like that bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is about it, but something about that makes me feel quite sort of maybe grown up and elegant when I when I can be bothered to put a nice necklace on and wear something with a nice neckline Mm -hmm. I feel like oh yeah and another bit that I'm really coming round to recently I thought I'd start with that bit because I want this to be my choice Mm -hmm. but something that Doug told me about recently are thigh Mm -hmm. brows have you ever heard of the term thigh brows I have not heard of thigh brows what the hell is that I hadn't heard of it either but that's the crease that your thigh kind of makes like you know like your your bit where your thigh connects to the rest of your torso and if you if you hoik it up if you do a high knee or whatever and there's a sort of line between the thigh and the tummy or whatever yeah random bit but that's a thigh brow and ever since dogs pointed out to me that that's a thing I've been like oh (laughs) nice nice little thigh brow there And that's really nice because sometimes when you're in a weird pretzely position for yoga or something and you can feel like a bit of a troll, just look out yeah. for a thigh brow and you'll, and you'll feel like that bitch. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. Tell me yours. Tell me yours. My favourite bit, no question, feet. It's my feet. Oh, and, really? Um, yeah, objectively, I can, I can quite honestly, I'm going to put it out there. I don't care what I, I might get haters for it. I have really pretty feet and, um, nice. and I love looking at them and I compare them to other people's and I know they're pretty and my left foot particularly has a little mole, like a beauty mm. spot just below <gasps> the little toe. And I think it's lush. Uh, so yeah, I do. I really, really, when all else fails, because all else does fail, I look down and I have my feet. So mm. yeah, I feel like that's and my. And you know as well <laughs> that there's there's big money in that if it all goes picks up for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Esther's going to be look out for Esther's foot picks coming soon to only flans. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon and you'll receive a special patron-only weekly newsletter from me and Holly and free access to our monthly live chats. If you join our cheer squad tier for just £6 a month, you can listen to bonus podcasts too. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm.